Varmt välkomna till Korskyrkan Stockholms podd Vardagstro. Det här är podden där vi pratar om hur tron blir synlig i vardagen på olika sätt genom livets olika omständigheter. Det är en podd där vi vill få höra människors livsberättelser och prata om vad tro är för oss. Och vi som leder den här podden är det jag, Jason Kim och Rickard Hultmar och Jessica Selin. Och idag får vi en rolig gäst, det här har jag sett fram emot, Callum Edward är här idag. Rickard, vad tänker du på när du tänker på Callum? Ja, men jag tänker på en, en tjänstvillig och snäll och glad person. Mm. Mm. Precis. Vad skulle du säga då, Jay? Uh, ja, jag tänker göra en, en biblisk bild idag. Ja, ah, vad spännande. Uh, jag tänker mm. på uh, Jakob uh, som, som brottas med, med Gud. Uh-huh. Och det finns ju den här scenen när han ska liksom, träffa sin bror. Ah, uh, och och liksom, hans bror väntar och han har, liksom, han har skickat iväg sin fru, sina barn och alla sina liksom, tjänare framför honom och säger okej. Okay. Smoothen this out liksom. Men han är, han är kvar och han är, han är en ängslig kväll. Och sen så, så kommer en ängel eller en gud eller vem. Den här mysterious person. Och sen så brottas Jakob med den här. Och sen så säger han. Jag, jag, jag ska inte släppa dig tills du välsignar mig. Jag ska inte släppa dig tills du välsignar mig. Och jag tycker lite grann att den, den bilden ser jag framför mig. Med, med Callum. Som säger liksom. Nej, jag, nej liksom välsigna mig. Det här är tufft men jag ska hålla kvar. Ja, nej men alltså, när jag tänker på Kalm så tänker jag en person som man bara så här vill hänga med en hel dag. Alltså sitta i en soffa och prata om livet typ med. Mm. För han känns bara så, så här, dels genomtänkt men också bara så här skön att hänga med. Men också att ja, i de samtal jag har haft med honom så visas det att han har en väldigt eh, fast och, och grundad tro som verkligen har burit honom genom livet i olika situationer. Och det är någonting som jag tror många liksom, kan få ta del av och upptäcka om man lär känna honom. Mm. Så. Ja, jag ser fram emot att få lyssna lite mer och lära känna Callum Edwards lite mer nu mm. när Jay ska intervjua honom. So welcome to the podcast, Callum. Thank you. Um, so we're going to do this interview in English because uh, it's the language that is your heart language, right? Yeah. Um, what does it feel like to, to sit here while uh, we talked about you? I think as Brits, we're not very good at taking compliments. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it was nice. It was, it was nice. It was good. really good. Um, yeah. We, well, we're very excited to have you. Um, and... Uh, So we, you're very you're very involved in Korshekan. Uh just so you're in the you're in the the film team. Mm. Uh, is it called the the film team? What is yeah. it called? Camera team. The camera team. Um you're also a uh, leader in a home group for young adults. Yeah. Uh and you're just also very just engaged. You're like you're you're, you're so helpful uh, and you're just available and and uh, I was just wondering what is it why are you so engaged and 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 how come you're so active and involved in the church here it's i don't know i, I don't know if i say calling like it is but that sounds like a big word but it's yeah i want to use what god has given me and it's a family and you have to contribute to a family mm. um, 
think you can't if you're in a family in a church you you kind of just ex- expect things to come to you mm-hmm. and you need to go in and help out and um yeah it's hard to explain but i think i love it i mean it's mm. i like helping people and uh, finding out what i'm good at and Yeah, tough question actually. Mm. I'm not really sure. Mm. And how long have you been here, it, it, both in Sweden and as 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 a part of the the church here? I came to Sweden in August 2018. Mm-hmm. That's about three years ago, and I've been in Korsjekan for nearly two years. That nearly two years. December 2019. Wow. So just before. Okay. Yeah. COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, that, that's fascinating because I I just kind of see you as such like a like like a you just have a given place in, in the church community now. Uh, and it's it's hard to believe that you've you've only been here for two years. It's fantastic. It's gone quick for me. Mm. <laughs> well, we're so glad that uh, you found a home and, and a family in the church. Yeah. Uh, we usually we usually start with uh, five simple questions or five quick questions, um, and I changed it up a little bit for you. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, what is the best gift that you've received? Uh, the best gift I've received was actually just in the last year. I got a pair of gold cufflinks. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know what that is in Swedish, but yeah, the things you have on your shirt mm. sleeves um, uh, that were my grandfather's and his father's before him. <gasps> they were made in 1933 uh, in Chester, which is my nearest city in the UK. Uh, and when my grandfather passed away a couple of years ago, he, my grandmother, then passed them on to my dad, uh, and he, but he's, it's my, they're my mum. It's my grandparents. My mum. Mm. So my dad thought, well. Actually, I should give them to you because you're the n- natural, like, <laughs> next in line <laughs> <laughs> for them. Uh, so that was really a lovely gift, uh, a really special thing. That these, like, the fourth generation that's had these things passed down to me, that was really a nice little thing. So that was cool. That's, that's awesome. Uh, what makes you laugh, Callum? <laughs> you, Jay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of things. Um, my niece and my nephews. Uh, they're little. I have two sisters, and they have little kids. Uh, oldest is five, and the youngest is one. Um, but yeah, being away from my family is yeah frustrating. But I get like daily updates <laughs> mm. with just photos, and videos of what they're getting up to, and they're, they're just hilarious. So, did yeah. you say five and one? Yeah, yeah. That, that those are fun ages. Yeah, and then third, who's two as well? There's three of them. So, yeah. What is a quality that annoys you about others? <laughs> Uh, ignorance, I think. Explain. Just like, um, maybe that's a bit vague, but just when people have a, a general or like a blatant lack of uh, consideration or awareness of other people. Um, that can be a lot of ways, but I guess it's kind of selfishness in some way, but yeah. People just aren't aware, and they just don't consider mm. people around them. It just it's so like a relational ignorance rather than like a factual ignorance. Maybe both. I, guess. Okay. <laughs> I feel like yeah, I could be a bit of a grumpy bit. I can think of many things <laughs> that irritate me about people, but um, yeah, ignorance. I think, I think we'll have ignorant. another podcast where we kind of explore those things. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on here. Uh, what do you value highly in others? Uh, gentleness. I think it's a bit of a a lost and misunderstood virtue nowadays, especially in men. I think 
people misunderstand gentleness, think it's weakness or you know, being a sissy. But it's gentleness is being in control of the strength you have and use it to protect and serve others instead. Um, and that's I see that in people and I, that really draws me to them and think I can trust this person there. They're not going to lose their head. They're they're extremely just, uh, yeah. You feel safe around them, and yeah, hmm. it's a good good thing. Great. Um, last question: <coughs> What do you want to hear God say when you meet him face to face? When I think of that, I don't really think of saying anything, hmm. but I just uh, I'll just fall at his feet <laughs> and just like throw myself around his legs and then he like he'll pick me up and hold me tight mm-hmm. um if he did say something it would, i think i'd like it to be uh you know, i've so looked forward to this mm. and you know this was never in doubt i've i've held you this whole time you i was never going to let you go this was always like i've been counting the days since you that, that you would come here so that's mm. i think well, that'd be nice that's great. Um, we'll come back soon with more interview questions with Callum Edward. So we have the pleasure to have uh, Callum Edward uh, here with us today, um, a fantastic member of our church. Um, and congratulations are in order because you have recently been accepted into a PhD program. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what will you be researching? Uh, so I'm, I research in the field of quaternary science. Um, most people don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, quaternary is, it's a... Quaternary science is a branch within geology and physical geography. And Quaternary is the name of the most recent geological time period, which is like the Ice Age. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all about just reconstructing and understanding what the climate did in that time and what the environments were so that we can understand how things change naturally mm. so we can understand what happens now, especially as humans start screwing everything up. Mm. Um, so it involves lots of different methods and timescales and different professions so it's very broad but it's also very niche mm. um and it's so it's largely what i did in my master's as well which is what i came to stockholm for um this phd is at Uppsala university and i will be it's a project that's looking into documenting and studying less deposits and less is like wind-blown dust mm. which sounds really boring but <laughs> it's it's a really useful sediment because it tells us about wind patterns and precipitation and um, the the depositional conditions of when it was laid down. Um, and we can date it and we can measure various different things about it. And we use it to reconstruct the climate. And uh, it's not been that well documented or covered in Sweden and Scandinavia. So that's what my job will be, basically. So there'll be a lot of field work in Sweden and Finland. and um, It's all just, it's a little piece in the puzzle of mm. climate in and circulation and everything in the North Atlantic and Europe. And it all comes together. So, so, a nutshell. 
so if I understand it correctly, it's it's little things that the wind has pushed that has now been it's become a sediment. Yeah. And now you look at it and by looking at it you can kind of see wind patterns and re- Not with my naked eye. <laughs> <laughs> but we take samples and then we take them into a lab. <laughs> they could yeah. It's Thank you, Callum. It would be complex to explain. Okay. It's not and like I just look at it and go, oh, yeah, I know exactly what that is. And how old that no, is. I, no, I didn't think it was voodoo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but there's a science where, where by, by looking at examining yeah. these things that you can kind of reconstruct what, what climate patterns have, have been like. Yeah. And, yeah. and we can find the source for that dust as well, oh, where wow. that's come from. So that tells us, you know, was like atmospheric circulation and wind patterns and precipitation, was it different than it is now? Wow. Especially when you had a big ice sheet over Scandinavia, yeah. that hugely affects things. So. Wow, it's complex. But yeah, <laughs> and, and and this is something. I mean, this is something that you've also done your your masters in, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, and and it's a, it's a pretty, um, it's very kind of locked into creation. Mm. Uh, and and I was wondering, what have you seen of God or learned about God through studying what you study? That I get to just revel in his design and his creation and um, sheer magnitude, but also detail as well mm. uh, of the world we live in. And um, it's, it points to how big God is because, you know, wrapping your head around geological time is just mind-bending. Mm. But it's a speck compared mm. to how big he is. And, you know, this entire universe, and he just says, well, my glory is like so much bigger than this. Mm. So that's, it just makes you bow down and go, whoa, okay. Um, it also makes me think, you know, as, as there's a lot more purpose to the universe and life on earth than just the physical things we can measure. Um, and that tells you about God as well, that he, you know, he didn't make this just as like a science project, but there's, the book of Genesis tells us why he made it and, and who he is. And, mm. um, there's... Yeah, it's it's so thought out. This wasn't a big accident. Mm. And, um, yeah. Mm. So it, uh, it sounds like almost like when you do this kind of research that there's moments where you worship because you just acknowledge like, wow, he he's so great. He's so, and wow. And that's an interesting way of looking at at research as worship. Yeah, I mean, the kind of modern scientific method was started by Christians because they believed in a God who was a God of order. Mm. And so we, if we believe that this world is created in order and can be understood and studied, mm. then we can do so. Mm. Um, and it's, yeah. And it being a Christian, I, I think gives me more focus and motivation in science because one, it tells me why, you know, it gives me a reason to think, okay, this is worth studying. Yeah. There's a purpose here. Um, Equally, there's more to it. Mm. You know, my my hopes and my future and my fears, everything is is not tied just to this world that's eventually going to pass away. Mm. He's bigger. He lasts longer. Mm. We have a future beyond this. Um, so, especially when you work in climate, it can be a bit depressing mm. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you see, oh, this yeah, things aren't going quite well. But mm. um, yeah. So it could even remind you of the hope that we confess as Christians. Oh yeah! Wow, hundred mm. percent. Oh, it's so good to hear. Um, your studies brought you to Sweden. Um, and how, how old are you, Callum? 26. 26. So you were 23 when you moved here. 
um, I was thinking, what has starting a new life in a foreign country taught you about yourself? Uh, that I wasn't as together and sorted as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Um, that when your identity is in a place and a people uh, or a job or studies or whatever, when you mo- remove that, you're just mm. like, oh, okay. Uh, I feel a bit lost now. Um, yeah, about myself. I feel like I ask myself that question all the time, mm. and it's hard to explain. And uh, I don't know, that's good this that good for this podcast to say, oh, Callum, tell us about yourself. But <laughs> not very good at it. But, no, but um, I think it's interesting what you yeah. say because when you when you're kind of uprooted. Right there's so many things that we take for granted about who we are um, because we, we we're kind of set in in not only in who my my own understanding of myself but you know when you meet your your neighbors or when you go to your local church or when you're with your family they're like oh that's Callum and then there's like a whole reference point right yeah and then you go to a new country mm-hmm. there's zero reference point for you to kind of work with or to respond to yeah I guess the lack of clarity is because I. It was still happening in a time of I'm still just growing and changing. Right. And it's not like I'd been in one place for 30 odd years and then mm. like, okay, I already had a job. I had all these things. I'm still like, I was just going from studies to studies and mm. well, mostly. And thinking, okay, this is just the next step in me growing up. And um, so it's hard to have like a, what was the baseline mm. in the first place? Mm. Um, yeah. I've loved it though. I mean, I love the way that it's tested me and changed me. And, mm. um, you know, the year before I moved, I was like, I've kind of come to the end of a bunch of things. And uh, it was the end of a season in the place I was in and the friendships some mm. like, just kind of fizzled out in some places. Mm. And um, it didn't feel right time to go back to where my parents were because mm. you know, I'd been at university elsewhere mm. before. Um, so I just thought, yeah, a new thing. Um, I'm ready for this. I'd, I'd lived away from home before so I can do it again mm. this just a little bit further away, but uh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you you mentioned that that you you enjoyed the challenges. It was an, it was an area of growth, but also being uprooted is is tremendously challenging. I mean, it, it really. It, you mentioned about your identity, like when you when you when you have identity in kind of where you are, the relationships you have, maybe a career or maybe a job or maybe a study, and then suddenly you're in a new place, and suddenly it's kind of like, who am I? And I was wondering, it's it's. I think it's been quite an important process and a, and a time for you as well in terms of faith, like what God has done in this time. So could you tell us a little bit about what, what God has done in you and, and, and through you uh, through this period and through this process? He's shown me that he cares. That he, you know, he cares about the big decisions that we make. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but he also cares about the little things, and he's he's understand he understands us a lot better than we understand ourselves, and he you know God is not ignorant of nuance and subtleties mm-hmm. and trying to understand our frustrations and emotions and place of belonging and identity and mm-hmm. sometimes there are almost concepts that are too big I think for my brain, um, but he cares about that and he he's it's almost like he says, I'll take care of that. Mm. And I'll show you little bits along the way. Mm. Um, he also cares about the place we're in 
and the friends you have around you and mm. um you know they're not irrelevant mm. and yeah they're, they're important can you share with us can we maybe like a specific experience that you've had where you where he's really shown that kind of care and consideration over your life i mean that's just the church for me i, I couldn't imagine coping with moving like this without the church that i you know, I found a church when I first moved through a friend, a pastor, my pastor back in the UK. Mm. And so I, I was in a church family almost in my first week. Mm. And immediately I had people I had a relationship with, I had something in common with them. And when things went bad, mm. like I, I had my backpack stolen like two months after I was I moved to Stockholm. Mm. But immediately I had people I could call, someone I could stay with. I, like, I couldn't get into my apartment. Someone loaned me some money. Someone helped me call the police. Someone helped me track down the things I'd lost. And I'm like, mm. I went and saw, saw one of my buddies and he had been calmed down in like 20 minutes. And to think, if I didn't have that, I, I'd be so lost mm. because you're alone in a city you barely know mm. and you can't speak to your family and, um, well, you can speak to them, but they're not there. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how, I don't know how people cope <laughs> without that in, in not having that family immediately. Mm. Um, but God has provided that for me. That's, he's, yeah. So God's care, um, God's... Um, it's through other people. He just through, often yeah. works, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I, I, know, I know just from being friends with you that uh, last year has been extra tough. Um, and I'm sure there were many times when you've asked God for, for help. And, and, you know, I think personally when I'm in a, in a position or a place where I'm scared or when I'm panicking, I'm just like, God, help me now. Help me now. Get me out of here now. Um, but <laughs> oftentimes God doesn't answer to our beck and call in that sense. Uh, and I wanted to know what, what has delayed answer to prayer taught you? That I'm not God. He, God is not obliged to rush himself or to even explain himself sometimes. Mm. Um, oh yeah, I've complained a lot this year and I've had the same same prayer. God, you could literally fix this in five seconds. <laughs> and oh, I also like a, a feeling of just why me? Mm. Which I think everyone has. But mm. um, why did this situation happen to me? And why is it dragging on so long? And I think, yeah, complaining is such an an unhealthy thing, but we do it all the time. I love, one of my favorite bits of the Bible is in Job. It's near the end, I can't remember which chapter, 30 something. But when Job's like kind of finished, and he's mm. just complained for like 30 chapters. Mm. And then God, it says like, God, the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind mm. and said, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Please tell me, in all your experience and all your wisdom, mm. how you know how to fix this situation. Mm. I love that. I think I am really reminding all the time of, you know, he's God, I'm not. He is not obliged to, uh, mm. not that he's distant or uncaring, mm. but he knows best. He's wise. My wisdom, my thoughts, my uh, everything mm. is, is nowhere near the level that his is. And um, 
you know, he helps us along the way, but he doesn't have to explain to him all the mm. time what he's doing. Mm. And um, often we, that's because we aren't ready for it. And he, mm. he says, mm. I'll tell you bits of this, but mm. maybe a bit later on. Mm. But I'm leading you through. You can trust me. Mm. But you only need to know about this little bit right now. I'll show you the rest later on. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, we, we've talked about, um, you know, in, in, in church when, when people give testimonies, uh, sometimes we kind of focus on, um, I would say, like immediate salvation, you know, that like, you know, darkness to light, and, 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 it's, and then you see just stark contrast that people have led lives like, okay, before I used to do this and now I'm here. Mm. And then we, we've talked once about slow sanctification mm. or slow salvation. Mm. Um, and, and you talked about how important slow salvation has been. What what is slow salvation? Uh, it just—I mean, I grew up in a Christian family, and I grew up Christian, so I was like, it's always been part of my life. Mm. But I never had a time, a specific day or moment where, I was like, oh, okay, now I'm a Christian. Mm. There were a lot of little moments that think, oh, it's got me closer now, and I probably said like the sinner's prayer like five times, <laughs> <laughs> and I've you know I was baptized as a child and then I was confirmed and I was baptized again later on when I was like 20 or something. Oh, you want to be safe, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, so that confused me and I'm like, right. I, I, you know what's, and the Bible talks about leave you, you ha- that was your old life, mm-hmm. now this is your new life. Right. Take right. off everything that was the old <gasps> self and put mm. on the new self. Mm. And I'm like, well, I'm, I don't see the difference between mm. the old self and the new self because I still make the same mistakes. Mm. Um, that's something God really had to show me Mm. Because I was just like, okay, I, am I even a new person? I, I don't see what's changing. And he's really had to sh- say, yeah, but the fact that you're even asking that question mm. shows you're aware of your sin. Mm. You're aware of your brokenness. Mm. You are aware of a need mm. that you're helpless. Mm. That doesn't come mm. on your own. That that's the Holy Spirit. Mm. And that the it's it's okay that I didn't have a moment where I was saved. Oh, well, God knows, but um, you know the, the important thing is that He died and rose again, and mm. that's what made the difference. Yeah, and He's showing me that. Um, mm. The point of your salvation was about two thousand years ago, exactly. Yeah, um, and He's yeah He's grown me gradually. <laughs> um, I'm totally cool with that now. Mm. I mean, looking from the outside, you know, I asked you the question about delight, delayed prayer response and slow sanctification. Mm. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you know, if we just do this exercise, what if God answered my prayer immediately? What would have happened then? I wouldn't grow. Hmm. You know, when Joseph in the Old Testament is sold in slavery and then he becomes like ruler of Egypt or something, and he sees his brothers and he says... No, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Mm. I think that's really important because we grow in the tough times, mm. and um, you know that from the situations I've been through this year. If they'd been fixed, I would just kind of get on with life as normal. Mm. But actually, I needed to break through those things and 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 be kind of broken so that I would then have to process it, and it mm. brought up a whole lot of other things that I'd been pushing down and ignoring and oh that's been so freeing mm. like 
some of the things I've been through this year, I think back about them or I talk about them. I think, oh, I still feel iffy about them. I get uncomfortable. Mm. But I'm, I, I'm glad for it. I'm, it's almost like I would say I wouldn't change it because he's matured me so much and he's just literally like ripped things out of me and said, yeah, we need to deal with this. Um, so yeah, that's why he knows better than me. <laughs> so, I mean, do you experience like a greater freedom in your faith now than what you had before? Like, a yeah, hmm. totally. And that was worth all the pain and the delayed answers and yeah. I mean, <laughs> ask me that question next time I'm in a terrible situation. <laughs> 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 yeah, a bit, totally, totally. Like mm. he he knows best. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read you a quote, and it's a, it's a quote that uh, you shared with me. Um, Our future with Christ is as secure as it is undeserved. Why is this one of your favorite quotes? This is from a book that I read a couple of times in the last year called Gentle and Lowly, The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers by Dane Ortland. And I adored that book. And I just, I love that quote because... For me, that's just the Christian life. That's that's the ground that I stand on, is the knowledge that you know, there's something only the gospel and life in Jesus Christ gives, is that we can have something where we are completely humbled and aware and know that we are completely helpless and in need of him. And yet, we are completely assured and secure in him in our salvation and knowing that he, he holds us. And I need that every day. And that, that's the filter I can view everything else through in knowing, yeah, I need him. I can't do this on my own. I, I am not worthy, but he is. And yes, I'll screw up. Yes, I'll get things wrong. But he will not let go. His grasp is much stronger than mine. Mm. You know, as a... Um, I remember uh, being told a, a, like the picture of a child walking along the beach through the waves with their parent and it was not going to take much for the waves to knock that child over or to fall over and to let go of the parent's hand but on the contrary the parent's hand is holding onto their child's finger and they're not letting go that's us with God basically mm. and I, I feel that's that's me every day mm. uh, so I love that quote because that's what I see life through. Not always faithfully, but, <laughs> but yeah. Then, then the assurance part kicks in. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's good. I'm going to read it one more time. Uh, our future with Christ is as secure as it is undeserved. Thank you so much, Callum. We're going to return with our final question. So we ask our guests uh, this question. Um, now I'm going to ask it for you. Uh, what is everyday faith for you? What does it mean, everyday faith? I guess it's a continuation of what I said before, but it's, yeah. Walking with him, trusting him. Uh, it's... It's not a program, mm. and it's not. It's not a formula. 
which I thought along, I think a lot, especially like in my teens, mm. I was like, oh, there's, there's certain things I need to do. It's mm. like a checklist. and mm. um, It's, you know, he's a person. <laughs> he's not a, he's not a cash machine and he's not some distant, like, thick, I don't know how to explain it. But he's, he's a person and he's mm. God and he's, Knowing that security is, is huge. Mm. Uh, he's really had to show me that. You say, yeah, mm. this is not about your efforts. You are in me. Mm. And that's not going away. Mm. Um, you know, grace is sometimes the hardest thing to get, and sometimes it's the simplest thing to get. I mean, to get as in understand yeah but yeah i've had a lot of beating myself up over things mm. in my life but he's yeah he's growing me to say it's not your it's not your efforts mm. uh, yeah thank you callum uh it's been such a pleasure to have you here today uh, and also just to you know as a brother just to see you grow um it's fantastic so thank you so much callum Ja, vad kul att få höra Callum berätta om det han har varit med om. Jag känner mig lite berörd av hans stora, alltså väldigt stabila och stora gudsbild. Mm. Att, alltså att Gud är så stor. Det är så fascinerande när man möter smarta, intelligenta personer som forskar. Och alltså det slår mig att även Callum är en sån då som ju mer man tränger in mm. i, i den här världen desto större blir Gud. Mm. tycker jag är fantastiskt. Ja, det är fascinerande. Mm. Jessica, vad tyckte du var intressant? Ja, oj, det var väldigt många olika saker. Men det som jag kan kände liksom, som berörde mig mest var nog när han pratade om att jag inte är Gud. <laughs> För jag tycker att det ja, den, den visheten är ju väldigt bra att landa i, såklart. Men, men just det att, att Gud behöver inte skynda sig och Gud behöver inte förklara sig. Och att eh, när han refererar till jobbsbok mm. eh, så. Eh, och jag vet att när jag har gått igenom väldigt tuffa saker så har också jobbsbok varit väldigt viktig för mig. Eh, och den här beskrivningen av Gud. När, när Gud liksom i stort sett bara säger att jag är mycket större än dig. Mm. <laughs> så, och så ger han inga svar till jobb. När jobb liksom mm. har liksom bett om svar eh, i liksom 30 kapitel. Så, mm. så är det ändå som att Gud bara nej men du... Du behöver inget svar, du behöver bara lita på att jag är större än vad du är. Mm. Och jag tänker att, att den, den saken tror jag är väldigt, väldigt viktig. Att vi inte ser allt, när vi är i så här riktigt tunga, tuffa situationer. Eh, eller när vi har förlorat någon vi älskar eller så. Alltså vi, vi förstår inte och vi ser inte och vi kanske inte får några svar. Och vi, vi vet inte någonting egentligen. Eh, men att då får vi bara lita på att Gud är större. Mm. Och att Gud ser, ser djupare och ser längre. Och ja, att Gud är större. Och så mm. får man bara lita på det. Och även om det inte finns någon mening med det som hände. Eller liksom så, så 
får man ändå lita och falla tillbaka på att Gud är stor och att vi inte alltid får svar. Ja, så det, det tycker jag var väldigt viktigt. Men också det här, alltså han pratar mycket om att, att han har växt genom mm. de svårigheter som han har varit igenom. Och där tänker jag också att, att vi ofta... Vi vill ofta undvika det som är jobbigt och svårt. Vi vill liksom fly undan det så, mm. så snabbt som möjligt. Eh, kan egentligen spela ingen roll vad det är. Liksom, om det är sorg eller om det är eh, ett äktenskap som är jobbigt. Eller liksom vad det än kan vara. Så vill du fly undan det jobbiga. Eh, men att det är ju genom att se det där jobbiga i vita ögat. Och ta, ta tag i det som liksom det innebär. Som Gud kan göra någonting och som man kan växa utifrån det. Och jag tror ofta Gud är ute efter vårt hjärta. Och att mm. vi ska bli så, liksom, eh, så hela upprättade mm. människor som möjligt och så mycket de som vi tänkte att vara. Ja. Och då ibland så använder han saker som inte alls var mening eller tänkta eller bra i sig mm. till att göra någonting väldigt vackert och väldigt gott. Mm. Och vi ser det sällan när vi är mitt i det. Men i efterhand kan man ofta se att Gud gjorde jättemycket i de där tunga, svåra perioderna. Mm. Så det, det tänkte jag på när jag hörde honom. För den som älska Gud samverkar alltid det bästa. Ja, precis. precis. Mm. Att ge Gud tid att, ja. att verka då i, I den, i den situationen. Ja, ja. Mm. Så där. Jay, vad mm. fick du med dig? Från? Um, ja, men jag, jag tror jag fastnade för, för det samma sak där Jessica, kring hur Gud använder svårigheter för att vi ska, vi ska växa mm. och mogna. Um, och jag tänker att Ibland, ibland kan folk prata om kristendom eller, eller tron som om det är någon typ av verklighetsflykt. Mm. Eller man pratar om en, 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 ja, men du, du kan inte hantera verkligheten, därför, därför tror du på Jesus och du ska mm. liksom göra en lala land. Mm. Uh, och där, där tänker jag liksom att livet med Gud, om man tror att det är någon typ av escapism mm. från det som du har varit med om eller liksom verkligheten. Alltså du är en fel kille liksom att ha en relation till för att mm. han kommer att ta upp saker mm. och, och som du säger liksom, han kommer säga okej okay, vi, vi kommer ta en titt på det här mm. vi, vi ska gå igenom det här, jag kommer vara med er mm. jag kommer vara med mm. dig och mm. du kommer kanske liksom, verkligen liksom, ah, du kommer inte tycka att det här är trevligt på något sätt mm. men eh, när vi går igenom det här tillsammans mm. då kommer du veta att du kan tro på mig du kan lita mm. på mig like it's, it's det är, det är en sån verklighetsreligion för mig, mm. kristen tro. För att mm. Kristus kom till världen and he saw reality like dead in the eye och han, var så här, och han gick igenom allt. Mm. Eh, och då vet man liksom, när man själv går igenom saker han upp, att uppleva det på mm. riktigt. Att, att mm. Gud har kommit till den här världen på riktigt och att han gör det i mitt liv. Mm. Det är såklart förändraren. Så det är, det är, ja, tycker ja, jag men det, den kristna tron är ju relation och inte mm. religion. Mm. Jag bara slås av det när vi pratar här nu. Så, alltså, när, jag, när jag gifte mig så var jag 24. Då tänkte jag att ja, men jag är färdig. Jag är ganska mm. perfekt. Det var inget problem. <laughs> och sen så, så dök Therese upp i mitt liv. Och sen mm. såg jag att oj det är jättemånga issues som jag måste jobba med. Mm. Jag tänker det det är lite grann så man kommer till Gud, man upptäcker hans nåd och så tänker man att ja, jag är en ganska bra människa. Mm. Och så börjar Gud skrapa lite yeah. på ytan igen och sen dyker yeah. alla de här sakerna upp. Och hela tiden så använder Gud omständigheter för att skrapa av ett lager till för att komma åt vårt hjärta på något mm. sätt. Mm. 
Och det är ju det han är ute efter hela tiden. Han vill komma åt vårt hjärta. Vi kommer åt innerst där inne. Det är vi oftast är ganska små. Alltså mm. vi är ganska små längst innerst där inne. Och det är någonstans där han vill komma åt. Och liksom ta upp det där. Så att vi kan få, få växa. Precis liksom. Och är det då en stor gud som får komma in. Där mm. vi är små så kan vi bli väldigt bra. Ja det kan det få bli. Sen tänkte jag också på. Han nämnde det här med att förundras. Över att gud är... Ja, men hur stor Gud är. Och det, det tänker jag ibland, eh, ibland när jag samtalar med människor så brukar jag liksom ge övningar där de ska få förundras. Alltså så här, att så här, men i veckan så försök tänka på att förundras. Och jag tror att det är så viktigt att vi förundras över saker. Att bara sätta sig ner och titta på en solnedgång och bara förundras över hur stor Gud är. Eller gå på en promenad och se ett träd och bara wow, Gud är så stor. Tänk att han... Alltså jag tror att vi skulle må bra av att förundras mer som människor. Generellt liksom. Mm. Så, vi har tappat det lite i vårt samhälle där vi kan resa över hela världen och tänker att vi liksom, vi har koll på allting och sådär. Att, att vi har slutat lite att förundras över saker. Så det var någonting som jag bara såhär, ja men det där tror jag är viktigt att, att vi gör helt enkelt. Jättebra. Mm. Precis, och nu får vi börja blicka fram emot nästa veckas avsnitt. Vem är det som kommer då? Ja det vet vi Det är Marianne Gustafsson som kommer då Åh oh, vad roligt Ja jättekul jag vet. Det ska bli väldigt roligt Så då ska vi få höra henne dela lite erfarenheter från hennes liv Podden läggs ut på torsdagar 13.30 Så lyssna gärna nästa vecka Och den finns där poddar finns helt enkelt Och med det så får vi önska alla er som lyssnar en fin vecka Hej då ja, Hej då